Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to my channel. And we are going to continue today with um, Haunted Sussex today, which was written by Andrew Green. Okay, so we're starting with Hove. Welcome to Hove. And the museum and art gallery at 19 New Church Road. In April 1996, I was called upon as a consultant to investigate an alleged haunting at the Royal Albert Hall, an event that attracted a major part of the international media, which rather limited any attempt at a serious research. However, during my 18th hour visit, I recorded a mysterious and rather sudden rise in temperature from 72 degrees Fahrenheit to 83 degrees Fahrenheit. It occurred in what had been known as the garden room, on the top floor behind the organ. The area at the time was full of cables, stanchions and general clutter as an old staircase was being removed to replaced by a lift. It was in this locality that footsteps had been heard and an attendant had felt an unseen someone tap her on the shoulder. Because of the state of the site and the fact that under normal conditions one would expect a drop in temperature. To see the thermometer registering a 9 degree increase was quite puzzling. I had never known this type of occurrence before, but in Judy Middleton's Ghost of Sussex, there is an account of similar temperature rise currents at Booker's Hall in 1985. Hey Judy Middleton's book, we did it in the beginning when I just started with this podcast, so you can go back to Number one, two, and three, that's the ghost of Sussex. Anyway. In January of that year, according to the book, a group of psychic researchers went to investigate reports of inexplicable footsteps being heard moving about upstairs when the building was closed to the public. A door was also heard to close, followed by the footsteps walking down the corridor behind a counter in the entrance hall. Not only did the investigators arrive with a sound and atmospheric recording apparatus, but also an ozone sniffer. Every time the thermometer was placed next to a large ecclesiastical embroidery, it registered 2 degrees warmer than the rest of the room. This work of art consisting of separate panels and strips in coloured silk and metal thread on linen is mounted on velvet and dated CE 1550. Above the portrait of Christ, the most prominent feature of the cloth is the figure of gold and below the cross, St. John supports the Virgin Mary. Immediately the sniffer was brought close to the portion showing the cross. It started to bleep and it was here that the temperature rose, despite the embroidery being enclosed in a heavy frame. Hangleton Manor Inn the attractive frontage of the 16th century inn, said to be the oldest domestic secular building in the district, is today somewhat obscured by the proximity of the surrounding properties. The legend to account for the occasional appearance of a young woman in a brown dress of a material that resembles silk is that she is a serving wench who was seduced by the lord of the manor, gave birth and threw the child out of an attic window. It is unlikely a serving wench would be dressed in silk, 
So the anonymous youngster is known as Lady Jane by the staff. Her infrequent appearance associated with red wrappings issued from behind the wood panelling in one of the larger ground floor rooms. There have been recent reports of doors opening and closing inexplicably. Let's go see what's happening in Icklesham. Near to the junction with the main road and Lural Lane and nearly opposite the Robin Hood pub, partly hidden by the roadside hedge, is a small pond which say local residents emits a feeling of great dread or even evil. The phantom figure of a young soldier has been seen gliding across the road from the pond towards Lauren Lane. On reaching it, witnesses claim he just fades away. The uniform has been described as that of a First World War, although the ghost of some unknown reason is associated with the reports of an aircraft that crashed in the vicinity in the 1940s. Isfield. Let's see what's happening in Isfield. In Lavender Lane. This small station was opened in 1858 and closed exactly 111 years later to become completely derelict. However, in 1983 the building and a small length of rail track was purchased as part of a private venture and the resultant Lavender Lane was opened. It continues to provide interest to visitors and railway enthusiasts with a railway museum and as an added attraction, the figure of a lady in a white gown has been seen on a number of occasions standing forlornly on the station platform. She appears most during the summer months, especially during early evenings. I was told by Lee Blake, who has investigated the haunting on behalf of a local research group. The clothing of the phantom who disappears after a couple of minutes is in the style of the early 1900s which rather confirms the belief that the ghost is of a woman who is waiting for a sweetheart to return from the war. He never arrives. What is slightly unusual about the haunting is that the ghost also walks through what used to be the original ticket office, which is now the buffet, and has been seen there for, by several members of the volunteer staff, as well as the occasional visitor. On reaching the platform, the figure stands there for a moment or two before moving forward and vanishing, suggesting that, the, that she committed suicide by throwing herself under a train. But there is another more mystifying ghost that inhabits the station. A man in an all-style uniform has been seen in the evenings at the other end of the platform, in the area known as the lobby. It was originally the train shed. One researcher, when approaching the site, felt as if she were being pushed back and suffered a very unpleasant constriction of her throat. Is the mysterious figure in any way associated with the forlorn female? One wonders. And then lastly for today, let's look at John's Cross. One afternoon in 1983, a couple were driving towards Hastings on the A21 and approaching Vinehall School, and from the entrance drive, came an elderly man of average height carrying a sack over his shoulder. His clothing appeared a bit tatty and as he reached the middle of the road he simply stopped and just vanished, they said. The driver of the car pulled up and both got out to see where the man had gone. 
slightly concerned that they might have hit him, but there were no sign of him. This was not an isolated report, for the sack carrying Walker has been reported on a number of occasions. His identity remains unknown. Let us squeeze in one more. Lewis, H. M. Prison. In 1980, I included the report of the haunting of Lewis Prison in my book Ghosts of Today, but I was surprised to learn in 1996 that the apparition is still around and had been seen by two of the wardens earlier in the year. The Phantom is a woman in Victorian-type clothing who is seen moving slowly along one of the corridors. She is thought to be the ghost of a relative or close friend of one of the inmates, who during a visit to the prison dropped dead at seeing the condition under which the prisoner were kept. That was in the bad old days of the 1800s. Okay, and then that is that for today. I see there's another one here by Lewis, but we will continue that in, in our next reading. Uh, we'll be doing Lewis, Loxwood and Midhurst. And maybe Ninfield, if the time allows. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And uh, remember, whatever you're doing, keep it safe. And until next time, cheers.